You know, I initially came downstairs and was coming here to talk about something, but now, you know, it's just the vibe has changed. Everything down here has changed. I'm looking at old stuff I left down here. We got inner tubes and yeah, I could clearly be in like, you know, a place that could be considered a garage or something like that, but that's neither here nor there. That's semantics. This is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast, and uh, this is V... It's my name, uh, interchangeably, you know, it could be a government name of some mentality that's totally different, but you can find me on Instagram, Amazon.com, Vernon English, uh, the fourth, you can find Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds, that's what, uh, basically, primarily what I will be talking about, and you can also, understandably so, uh, not understandably so, but you can understand that this podcast is a writer's room, or basically me, uh, you could say, explaining the writing process and how I go about it and the subtle nuances that, you know, other people can, you know, identify with if they write themselves and they have things that they want to express or are confused and feel like they are alienated in the process of doing so, and that should never be the case. Uh, the alienating process should only be self-induced and uh, you know having the the joy of the process is uh, something that I want to stress to others so yeah I've basically been going through this mentality of uh, expressing these things and and not feeling uh, apprehensive about as a writer sharing them but to other writers as well because as peers and as uh, we get into this mold or this, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's this non-disclosure agreement and uh, having this thing in our heads of what we want. And, and I always want the creative aspect to be the forefront of why I do something um, because I know someone else would love to hear a great story or they would love to hear something. And you just necessarily don't have to sign up for a subscription to do so. Uh, you can just click on play or you can do any of these things that I always talk about. So uh, you can also find uh, my work on Instagram. You can find a whole bunch of just stuff that I've just laid out for everyone um, so that they could see. Uh, the creative process is not involved just in one thing, but in multi facets. And uh, soon I'll be willing out some other stuff and some ideas, just adding on each year into what it is that I have as my creative aspect of what I believe I'm capable of. Excuse me. (laughs) And that's not even to say like a joke or anything like that. It's to um, say like, just as a personal, you know, prerequisite for myself and to the growth of as an artist, I always want to accentuate on the thing that I did last and to add on to it and to, uh, once again, uh, push myself uh, when it comes to the creative aspect and not only when it comes to deadlines, but just when it comes to um, the creative aspect or the, the, the mode of doing something and my imagination when Uh, someone mentioned to me earlier today and how important the imagination was I was like yo that's basically like me talking to myself in the best light possible of you know reiterating that how important the imagination is and to the writers you 
generally understand that and you, you have words or you have a thesaurus and so you, you differentiate, you know, how you identify or uh, basically personify one's own dialogue or inner dialogue um, to others in a very witty or funny fashion and everyone has their own way of doing so and own level of comedy when it comes to that as well. But I've been talking about in the past few podcast series and how uh, the difference in the male and, and female voice and how important that is. But also how, you know, if hypothetically one was to have these conversations and questions in their minds, uh, we'll generally have how they go or how would they go. And there's no clear answer. And I've been asked, you know, questions about certain things. And I'm like, well, in certain instances, you don't want that answer. You want to leave it in the hypothetical. But then, too, have it so that if you play with an element, you can always come back to it and then warp it into something else and then make it fun. And, and that's what keeps something current or that's what keeps something in the level of wit that I, I can't really even put my hand on because it's just so important. It, it's uh, progressive. It's pop culture. It's something that's changing. Uh, something that generally you'll find in the comments section or, you know, a joke in class that you had when you were like a kid or something like this that, you know, all the kids knew because it was a joke that everybody was sharing. Like, that's generally what the consensus is when I look at how creative aspects or ideas are shared. But when it comes to conversations between men and women, and I've been talking about this dynamic and how important it is to, as a writer, even if you're a male writer, even if you're a female writer, uh, to have the ability to put yourself in someone's shoes and then place yourself in their shoes for more than a month. And then, like, aspect, respectively, like, see and, and then look into the reasoning as to why someone make or would make a decision and then, you know, go through the reasonings and then be like, yo, well, I would make that decision this way or I would do this this way. It's just, you know, a general, mm, I guess you would even say like that's a, a cultural thing or a reference that only someone from this time frame or era would have versus somebody else that was from like a different era and them trying to, you know, piece together the reasoning as to why someone would go through this line of questioning in their head or, you know, make these certain decisions if they had all the possibilities in the world and their imagination to make. And I know it's a lot to say in process, you know, 15 times fast, but in the past podcast, I, I said that I was inspired by, you know, my peers in the best way possible. And I love that because when my peers uh, come with great content, I'm inspired to, you know, not only match that, but uh, to pay reference to it. And it's not an homage that way. It's more or less something there uh, I could see myself or creating funny and witty characters myself, but in a different light and in different scenarios. And giving homage or paying homage to where the inspiration was from would be like, you know, uh, the characters uh, eyebrows or something like this or their skin color but then them and their character or their characterization that I have in my plot line would be totally different 
And I love the aspect of, as a creative, you look at many different things and you, you can be inundated at once. Obviously, if you look at your phone or you look at any of your apps, but the, the creative aspect comes and the fun part comes where you make it individualistically yours and no one else can tell you progressively how to do that. You know, you have your own notes or your own specs or your own things that, you know, you have as the, the notes or high, the high points that you want to, you know, accentuate as a character, but you have this as a framework um, when you, you go and it doesn't necessarily have to, to be the, the exact thing of what you were inspired by. It has to be um, what you feel comfortable with doing, but then too, it won't be the first thing that someone comes to mind and be like, oh, that looks like such and such, or it looks like you ripped that from such and such. Like, you, you generally don't want to do that. So the point of it, it comes the creative aspect of doing it in, in multiple ways and, and understandably having it where you have different aspects of creating a character, but it's based off of inspiration and it's based off of something that cannot be just wrapped around or labeled under one thing. The pretext that I, I was going under for the, the most part where I was starting was just of how I wanted to, you know, how my characters in the story, and this is back in like 2014, and, and I was designing these characters and I was like, yo, I wanna design these like as barbarians, but not barbarians, they'll be like bandits, but like the band of the crow, and, and all of these characters are men, obviously, but I wanted these men to have like this, this sensibility of newness, and uh, having this fun aspect of, of combat, but then this camaraderie too. And the reasoning why I was mentioning this was because they were, they were primarily men and they were the battling the other bandits in this open field of, you know, just nothingness. And, you know, you have these towns, you have other places, uh, rape and pillaging and things like this. But they, they had their own sense of honor and code respected just beyond, you know, combat on the field versus someone just wielding something and just murderously, uh, mercilessly uh, murdering for just the fun of it. I mean, th there's that aspect too, but they had this sense of combat and respect of combat. And if someone bested someone or just, you know, the logistics and tact tactical uh, know-how that goes into uh, covering large ground and doing certain things uh, that others primarily may or may not have known. And so, uh, basically, <laughs> the way that I crafted them and, you know, designed it based off of what I've been inspired by for the past few days is not just off of comedy, it's just off of if a conversation of a grown man uh, would ask another grown man and basically of what uh, a woman is and their place in their society and why they go and why they look a certain way, why they act a certain way, like w what is their case or what is their, their mode in living? Um, it was never really a thing that, you know, the men had asked themselves in mass before. It was always whispered amongst one another or they were just, you know, alluding to certain things. Um, the Band of the Crow is the one that I'm, I'm talking about and I designed it in the story as such 
um, because I wanted it to be something that I come back to, um, something ultimately multifaceted, uh, moving parts, and all of the characters themselves just were, you know, this is me talking in real time and designing them uh, based off of uh, great things, great warriors, and I wouldn't, you know, go off and say their character design is based off of loincloths and things like this in Tarzan, like, this is, this is a bit egregious, but uh, they basically amassed certain things uh, in society, bark, whatever it was, the case that they could make, um, and fashion it into their own weapons and their own, uh, what would you call, uh, body armor and things like this. And so basically they've been so busy since I don't even know you want to talk about their, their beginning of their campaign or even taking up arms with the Band of the Crow. And so once they join, they basically join the ranks, prove themselves, uh, you know, working close in tandem with uh, those that are elder or uh, seasoned, uh, and then they work around and see if they're trusted enough um, to handle it. But the, the thing that I wanted to accentuate and the reasoning why I'm bringing it up is because um, this is a writer's room, and so I'm constantly writing and then going back and rehashing the things that I put down. And then for this one, I wanted it to be this conversation with men and women, but it, it happened in the most awkward fashion. Uh, basically, men having this conversation and then a woman walks in and then, you know, inadvertently, you know, hears this conversation about her or her kind and then she goes and you know gives them some clarity on the things that they were mystified about in a very hilarious way and i, I could only you know <laughs> describe certain things in this way because i could see it happening and then i could design these characters as such because i would love to you know read about something in a, a funny you know a witty way of someone having a, a conversation about someone and, and it's just one of those things in life and in nature where you hear certain things and you comment on them and then that person walks in and, <laughs> and then you have to explain yourself or you, you try to change the subject uh, it's just one of those awkward moments that always are played off of and stereotypically uh, come as not played out like a lot of people have played out to these things but I wanted to have it where they, they talk about it in a very intricate way of what uh, this is or this description to them um, is and certain men have a mystical or made up story fashion of where uh, the origins of and you know celestial and it gets kind of deep with it and talking about uh, where they come from and the origins of men and women and the reasoning for them being different. But it's uh, very well, you know what I'm saying, far removed from, you know, the origins or uh, a very uh, the theological or um, scientific aspect of looking at it because they've already, you know what I'm saying, spilled blood over this, this concept uh, before, you know what I'm saying. This is in the first book and this is kind of like a rehashing and looking into a younger guy that's actually, you know, talking about it and wanting to know like well why would they do certain things like this or what, what would be their reasoning as to why you know what i'm saying like why would they go and, and fight you know someone if that was the case um what would what would the choice be like it, their their whole is their motive 
and their, their saving of you know refugees and others who cannot defend themselves. Uh, kind of like what the point is for that and, and stature-wise, nature-wise, why men and women and this uh, society that I've designed, why they are different. And it's a really curious thing I, I like to talk about just because I want others to go into it as they're describing their own characters in their own book. Like, seriously, if you're doing this in your own book, in your own way, like, you gotta have fun with it first and foremost. But two, understand even if you're a male and speaking um, on other characters that you may or may not know about, you still have to have fun with it. And, and I'll show you in the next podcast how that goes about and the fun aspect and not just awkward moments because awkward moments is one thing. You can do so much with different character flaws, mentalities, just playing off of stereotypes, playing off of what a reader or someone expects something to be. And so the best way to even describe something is even if you describe a character a certain way, then even uh, our, from a cultural standpoint, people expect them to be certain ways. So uh, that's just one aspect. I appreciate you guys for listening. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English once again. And thank you so much for uh, listening to Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. And I'll uh, be looking for more installments and more pieces. So peace, peace.